1: Numbers told the story,
0: they always do.
1: This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
0: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, FUBO, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge. It's Gil Alexander. It's all brought to you by BedMGM Nevada. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Still to come this hour, Las Vegas, Chris, hanging out in the studio with us with his uh, betting partner, Ron. As well. First time, uh, Ron will be on the show. So we'll get to talk to them about their process on a week-to-week basis, how that helps them out, which I think is a is an interesting sort of underrated thing that if you have someone to talk it through with on a week-to-week basis with the NFL, it, you, you really can only benefit from such a thing. I mean, I wouldn't talk to my mother about it, but you understand. Like, the guy knows what he's talking about kind of thing. So we'll have them in studio. Uh, and then one more thing about Survivor, because we were talking about Survivor week one earlier, uh, inspired by a sort of conversation I had with Felica yesterday about this. Someone tweeted, we had tweets, that'd be in the book, I want to get the exact tweet and give them credit. This was from uh, this was from Trader John uh, at Trading the Trend. He said, what about the uh, the rebuy angle, talking about Circa Survivor, if you pick the opening Thursday night game? There is that, right? There is that, where you, you take a side in the Thursday game, if you, you, you know, Again, maybe not for you, Jeff Parlay, right? But for somebody who has a, you know, unlimited supply of dollar bills. You play that, if you lose, you just re up. Okay. Sure. I mean that 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 has I could tell you how to spend your money, but yeah, sure. I
1: mean, that has yeah. been a thought in the past. This would not be a Thursday night game. I would be willing to do that strategy with with your opening game being Buffalo and, and the
0: Rams this year. Well, right. But if you if you if if money was no object to you, you would perhaps do that, right? Okay, absolutely. That yeah. would be a consideration, sure. Yeah, we should point that out, though, if we want to be thorough about it. Ladies and gentlemen, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, he is the host of the Wide World of Winegarden podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. It's Jason Weingarten. How are you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How's it going? Good. I'll want to. i start with a question that I asked uh, John Legasa last hour, which is because he's a Yankees fan. And I said to him, hey, uh, just to let you know, the text, the text chatter that starts with certain things, I'm starting to get some text chatter about, hey, are we missing not betting on the Rays here? I get it. The Yankees still have a massive lead. But 8-17 and 17 now, I believe it is, since the break. He, I asked him, should, should he be worried about his Yankees? He's like, nah, we're just getting it out of the way. I asked the same question of you should Yankees backers or Yankees fans be worried.
2: Uh, I mean, I tend to think that in general teams aren't as bad as they look when they're at their worst and they're not as good as they look when they're at their best. But you know, there's, there's some realities that they need to kind of look at right here. I think they're uh, 31 and 28 on the road. So, you know, they're an average team away from, you know, the short porch at Yankee stadium, uh, they're pitching they Clayton Holmes just went on the, uh, the injured list or Aldis Chapman has been, uh, you know, demoted and, and put back in the role. And, uh, Josh Donaldson is just getting older. They could really use Joey Gallo and uh, Luke Voigt right now, who they gave away for basically nothing. So I don't know. I mean, just sort of, in my opinion, I don't really consider them a, a serious contender. I don't put them on the same tier as as the Astros as a team, you know, top to bottom. But they're still going to most likely win the AL East. And uh, they have this series versus uh, they, have this, they have the Rays, they have the Blue Jays coming, in, and then they have the Mets before they go on a West Coast road trip and get to beat up on the Angels and, and uh, the A's for a week. So they'll probably be fine, but give it a week let's 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 revisit revisit that
0: if if we were talking about futures i'm talking about league and not necessarily division but league and world series because we all know how random the baseball postseason can be is there a particular club american league or national league that is in contention or in the playoff picture right now that we, anecdotally, that we are completely f- forgetting about. Like, we just don't talk about them. And the team that's leaping to my mind when I ask that is the Tampa Bay Rays. But is there is, is it them? Is it somebody else where you're like, we just don't talk about <clears throat> this team enough. They just fly under the radar, and yet, come October, they will be something to deal with.
2: I was going to answer that question in a, a similar way. Um, I was going to say the player we don't talk about is Wander Franco, who is, hmm. you know, been absent from the the airways and he's been injured most of the season. That's, that's why he hasn't been in the lineup. Uh, the Rays are a much different team with Wander Franco and without Wander Franco, uh, you know, he's, he's actually, I think he's, he's uh, rehabbing this week at triple A. So he should be back any day now in the lineup. And uh, they're getting a couple other guys off the injured list. So I think, I think they're a contender. I think, I think they're probably as we've seen when they're as, as good as they can be, they're, on, on par with the Yankees. So you can make a world series run with that roster. If they're healthy,
0: if someone's landing today and they're like, I want to make a baseball bet on an awards market, who is the player? And in which market where you're like, Oh, that price is still nice.
2: You know, it's really uh, at this point, it's uh, it's a little tough to do. It's a little tough to kind of, kind of, find a, a anything but a favorite here i think michael harris minus 110 would probably be yeah coin flip one, you know one yeah coin flip still there but other, otherwise i mean literally uh alcantara just went from 400 to minus 650 in the last couple minutes on uh on Fanduel. so i would have said minus 400 because he's probably locked in there but now he's minus 650 I
0: just you know, uh, even, Verlander
2: minus one ninety. I think I think he's also kind of locked in on on the AL side after last night.
0: The thing about this is there is still more than a quarter of the baseball season to go. Now, um, uh, you know, three weeks from now, I can't say that. You know, obviously, this will no longer apply. But I still think we have enough runway that things could change dramatically, don't you? And in, in these, like, if, if one of those guys, you let's say Alcant- Alcantara, just absolutely just everything changes and he can't pitch all of a sudden. I'm just going to use him as an example. But like, I I just think there's enough starts still to come that this could change dramatically. Now I'm not predicting that it will happen, but I'm just saying I wouldn't get too locked in. Is that a fair statement?
2: I was posing the question to myself earlier this morning. I've been up for a while already. Um, I was thinking of all these favorites, who is most likely not to win? Yeah. Let's do it. that
0: way. who's most, if, if you're,
2: you know, most vulnerable. And I, I I have a hard time, you know, uh, making, making cases for, for a lot of, a lot of the field versus these guys, you know, even with 20, 25% of the season left, you know, I I want to find value other places. I want, I want to see competitive uh, races down the stretch, but, you know, I think, I think if the Yankees, keep winning a third of their games for another month, we can have uh we can have a conversation about what it means to be MVP.
1: Mm.
2: But uh, mm. other than that, I, I think, you know, obviously like you said, Al, Al- Contra has uh two starts first, the Dodgers coming up. So right. there's some vulnerability there. Uh, Verlander. I don't see it. I don't see somebody passing him to be honest at this point. He's, he's just checked every box all season. And then Goldschmidt, it's a, sort of tied to the Cardinals winning the the central. If they win the central, I assume he's going to win. Um, I think Mookie bets, not getting any respect, 27 to one. You know, really? We're just, you know, we're the Dodgers win, what, like 90% of their games or something in the last month, two months, Yeah, nobody's MVP on that team?
0: I like that. 27 to one is, is a very generous number on that. Uh, last thing before we get to your picks of the day, the White Sox, I haven't asked you specifically about them in a while this constant, you know, sort of underbelly of, well, it's eventually going to happen. They're going to, they're going to start winning games any day now, any day now. Like, how do you feel about this club? Like, are they just are who they are? Or do you also think to yourself, I mean, they should be able over 162 game arc to get past the twins and guardians. Where do where do you fall on them?
2: You are what your record says you are after, after you've played a hundred games, there's, there's no, well, we, this, this, this is wrong, and we should have won this. And I mean, you've had a hundred games; you've had, you know, more than a hundred games at this point. It's. I think they've played better as of late. Uh, Jose Abreu's numbers are up across the board, but in in general, I mean, they they're not getting it done. It's it's just a, a disappointing season for them.
0: You put that on the manager?
2: Uh, no, because I don't I don't believe that managers make anything more than perhaps a one percent difference or so in anything so yeah i mean even the best manager doing everything right is replaceable
0: i'm, I'm glad you said that because he's an easy we're talking about tony la russa obviously an easy target right for some but honestly it's such an incremental thing anyway like super super small difference over 162 games all right what did you pl- what did you play today already
2: Obviously, I played Baltimore. Obviously, uh, I mean Baltimore plus one fifty. Just keep riding. What are we riding doing? that train lately? If We're not
0: playing Baltimore. What are we doing?
2: Exactly. What are we doing? And then uh, I laid I laid minus one forty eight with Scherzer against uh, Jared Odorizzi and the the Braves. Thought that was uh, that was reasonable. And I see uh, the Reds Reds under eight and a half. It's the it starts in like an hour hour and twenty minutes. Uh, I, I played eight, eight and a half, minus 115. Uh, it's still good to minus 120. On the under? In the Reds? Game. Yeah, on the under. Okay. Uh, Reds,
0: Mets, Orioles. We get all that right? Reds,
2: uh, Reds under, Mets, Reds, Orioles. Reds,
0: under, I'm sorry. Met, Reds, yeah. under, Mets, Orioles. Okay. And then first innings, just in general, I know that not all of these numbers are out yet. Have they been profitable for you? Are you betting them as much as you used to? Have you paired that back, looking for spots? What's your story there?
2: There was a bad run for, for a while where... I was getting some of the, some of the best numbers I've ever seen, you know, just unheard of numbers, and and they were losing, and I just kept betting them because you know they were just so good. Yeah. It was a weird, weird situation. Um, last week or two has been pretty good. I, I've had some some real big winners. I mean, like you, you got that whole series. The the Phillies Mets were getting big plus money every day. They all won. Uh, Otani game gave up a run that was a huge number Mm -hmm. um you got yeah. six yeah six and a half with like Luis castillo you get some big big prices and remember when you're betting plus 150 on these and they win that makes up for losing plus 120
0: or whatever sure does so you're still betting them i like hearing that oh yeah still still firing away all right the number matters this just is jason weingarten everybody at spreadopedia on twitter thank you jason Talk to you later. My man, Jason Weingarten, the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. Las Vegas Chris and his betting partner Ron in studio next.
3: The numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN,
1: the sports betting network.
0: The VSIN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends. Don't forget about that. Got to be a VSIN All Access subscriber. But betting splits, that page is up as well. That's at VSIN.com. Money and bets for every game. Updated every 10 minutes. Today's game and future events. Check it all out at VSIN.com. It's Gil Alexander. And uh, kind enough to join us in studio, ladies and gentlemen, is the great Las Vegas Chris who has uh, who's been with us a few times this summer and always in studio again for those who are landing on the show for the first time and you're like, who's this Las Vegas Chris? Well, he's won multiple handicapping, football handicapping contests here in town back in the day over a decade ago now, I believe at the Palm and at the Wynn, uh, but since then won college football, last man standing back in 2016. Just a couple couple seasons ago. Was it last season It was last season?
3: Last season was NFL.
0: Second and fifth at Circa, right?
3: Second and fifth was two years ago. Two years ago. That's what I was getting at. And last year,
0: you won again on?
3: Last man standing. Uh, NFL. NFL. Yep. You, you look, you can't even remember. You're like, I think it was NFL. Well, I mix them up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's a handful to say, more than a handful. Las Vegas Chris, everybody. How you doing, man?
3: Uh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. It's it's been very difficult. I, I'm reconciling my whole 2021 NFL uh, record. I, I do it in a, a every every which way possible, just to evaluate uh, if you know where I'm bleeding, where I'm winning, and um, I'm tracking everything to just uh, get a, a lead on any sort of changes in how the model's performing. Full autopsy, in other words. Full autopsy is what I call it.
0: I noticed you. You also, wherever you were getting your historical numbers, that went away. So you've been struggling with that, also.
3: I cannot believe how difficult it was for me to find NFL point spread history. Yeah, it, it, it's astounding how few people are carrying
0: it. You would think it would be something readily accessible by 2022, but it's not.
3: Well, the, yeah. the well, what, what I need is the the majors uh, from the uh, uh, far off lands also yes. as reference. So th- there's plenty of there's a handful of places you can find uh, U.S. B- obscure books that really are useless for what I want to do. All right, now Las Vegas, Chris usually comes by himself, but today a
0: special treat. He brings in his uh, betting partner. Would you like to do the introduction?
3: Yeah, I, I, th- this is my friend, uh, Ron Marvaleski. Close and enough. <laughs> Marmaleski. Marmaleski. Uh, it it's better than Marmaduke. so. <laughs> but uh, we've known each other probably 15, 16 years. And uh, what we do together over all these years is we've always powwowed uh, information and discussed uh he's a little bit more ncaa focused i'm a little bit more nfl focused but uh he's certainly fluid in both and uh so we just developed a relationship of sharing information and discussing stuff we don't talk each other off of games too often but we like to hear the understandings of what each of us are thinking and uh this summer we started uh uh, or actually in the, in the spring, we started doing divisional previews and draft commentary and uh, on the YouTube channel that we have. And then uh, we had an idea to invite some heavy hitters in for a summer series, which is, you know, nobody should miss these videos. There's content in every one of those videos that you don't hear in elsewhere. But uh, I'll throw it to you, Ron, to introduce yourself and, uh,
4: and, and comment on the videos. Well, I've been under the radar for about 40 years doing this, NFL draft reports for 40 years and so on, met Chris, you know, a dozen or so years ago, bent his ear, we talked and so on, I sent him some of the writing I do, I do lots of writing, Um, and then we found we had some common ground, especially in college, the way we look at line of scrimmage data and so on, bounced ideas off each other and uh, re-established the network, and uh, from there uh, we've just done these fireside divisional chats and so on.
0: Uh, Ron Ace Sports, is that your Twitter?
4: That's my Twitter handle, okay. yes. I uh, just want to put that out.
0: I, I want to drill down on, on that thing about you guys on a weekly basis because for those, I'm just trying to think, like, what's the most common example? When Bill Simmons used to write his, his sports guy uh, piece, he used to talk about how he would get together. Was that with House or with one of his buddies anyway? They would get together every morning and they would, like, or weekly, and they would look at lines and they would sort of over fast food, hash it out together. What is that? How does that look for you guys on a weekly basis? Do you talk during the NFL and during the college football season on a daily basis? Is there a set time a week? And then how, how has that really helped you? The fact that doing it, having someone to to sound, have a soundboard on that versus it just being in your head the whole time, how has that helped?
4: For example, with the college football, with the Sunbelt Conference and the MAC and so on, I may not have the exact numbers that I need. I have team sheets for everybody, but not the Sunbelt and not the MAC, so I will drill down to Chris and say, what do you think of Toledo and so on and so forth? This is what my power rating is looking like. Um, Do you notice anything regarding their passing efficiency, their rushing efficiency? Maybe not a set time, Chris, that we talk, but we find sometimes during the week, to bounce some games off each other,
3: we fill we fill each other's gaps uh, if there are any, and uh, we 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 just look for agreement and and discuss disagreement. And I, I'm farming out information from a lot of sources that he doesn't have access to, so I I, I like to share that with him and uh, reflect on what that information entails.
0: I want to uh, I want to get to that summer series you were talking about because all of this on your YouTube channel because you were. You were talking about Dr. Bob, your latest guest. Was he one of your latest guests? Adam
3: Chernoff is this week, oh, and, okay. and you just uh, blew, blew apart the surprise for next week. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, it's
0: Dr. Bob next week, everybody. It's
3: an amazing assortment of yeah. guests uh, with uh, Paul Stone, Brad Powers, uh, Warren Sharp, Matt Metcalf, the director of Circa. That interview is fascinating. Um, where, can,
0: where can people find these again? Where would they go?
3: Las Vegas, Chris YouTube. Just go to your YouTube. It's very, or, or your Twitter just to find all the links. It's really stuff people need to hear because our goal is to ask questions you're not, these people are not being asked elsewhere. You know, Adam Chernoff was very difficult because he's, you know, very visible. So we wanted to try to keep it unique. And uh, I'm missing somebody, aren't I? In between I think
4: he had six. Um, we did a. We did a few others before the divisional previews, but not this detail—not summer series detail.
0: Let me—can we throw up one of? Because uh, we have a bunch of your tweets. We always do this when Chris is in, because the, usually there's a there's a lot of discussion to have from your tweets. Let's just throw up uh, whichever one of the three guys that you want to throw up first, and we can sort of riff on this. This is at Las Vegas, Chris C R I S on Twitter, always with. Uh, Sort of thought provoking football ones. You want to, yeah, let's do the one with the script, what I call the scribblings of a madman. Look at that sheet of paper right there. Uh, Chris, ridicule me all you like. I do an autopsy of all my plays by hand. I want to feel the flow of, of the last year, and the best way for me is to be required to interact all plays rather than seeing it done for me, interact with all plays rather than seeing it done for me. Reminds me of what I was thinking critical of losses, what did I do wrong? So by doing it this way, it triggers your memory on what you did right and what you did wrong. And if you and if you don't do it this way, it's not as effective.
3: I failed to mention Todd Furman was in that list, but uh, yeah, the a lot of people think this is kind of silly, and I did have people actually make fun of me when after this tweet. But I had mo- a hell of a lot more people say I love to do it that way because. It reminds me when I was cheating in high school, you know, <laughs> I, I would be either writing on my hands oh, or note paper. Yeah. And by the time I was done filling it out, I realized, well, I think I know this stuff. <laughs> so I, I feel it's it's sort of the same way with the flow of the NFL season, because I remember it brings me back to what I was thinking that week and the choices that I made. Give me an example
0: of something you did wrong, like by doing this where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember I messed this up
3: um i am not i'm not full through it uh, far enough yet but uh i'm i'm trying some new different things with parlays and teasers on standalone games because my thought process is if you've got a thursday game and uh you don't like the line if it's over three or something like that um, well, then I'm gonna start to consider leading the week instead of a straight play at a bad I number. I do that uh yeah. with a parlay or a teaser leg, and I'm trying to quantify the value of each to do it properly because uh it, it just it it's not a it's not a smooth fit to be able to do that because you're gonna want some straight action by itself anyway um, in certain situations. so i'm t- that's what I'm trying to uh mold better than I did last year. And and Ron is the same way with me on uh on the handwritten stuff. Uh
0: You do the same thing, Ron. I do, do, I do st- the st- same st- thing. S- I have
4: <laughs> I can get more on a postcard than anybody in In life, really. But I have team sheets. So, for example, NFL, I have 32 team sheets. And there's a column that I know whether or not I bet the overs, whether or not I bet this team, what the price is that I bet the team, and so on. And the same autopsy that Chris is talking about, I've been doing for years and years and years. I want to know if I bet on the New York Jets nine times in a row.
0: What do you think the percentage of bettors is that actually tracks their place? Three? Three percent. (laughs) Five. <laughs> it's no more than that, right?
3: I, Unless they're entering it in a automated. I, I have seen, and actually, I'm going to take that back. I've seen a big uptick on the places that allow you to enter your plays and track your ROI. And uh, We'll talk, we'll talk uh, a little bit about that. ROI, profit. After the break with uh, Las Vegas Chris
0: and Ron Marmalevsky. It's a numbers game at Beeson, the sports Betting Network.
1: The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on Vsin, the sports betting network.
0: Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. There's your college football betting guide. It's out now, and our NFL guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a Vsin V-CEN all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 100 and $75 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. It's Gil Alexander, Las Vegas, Chris, Ron Marmolevsky in studio uh, talking about NFL handicapping. Chris is kind enough to join me on the beating the book NFL preview pod next week. Yes. Are we excited about that. Is that going to happen? I can't wait. <laughs> Just say that again. Say that again. I can't wait. Um, Ron, are you uh, can you provide I'll put you on the spot. your favorite season long college football bet? do you do that?
4: Yes, I do about fifty NFL college football uh, future bet season win totals.
0: what are your what are your give us a couple of your favorites on each if you could?
4: Um, some of them are going to be stale lines because you have to know when to bet them, but yeah. your uh, your state's team, Nevada. Is somebody I'm fading this year. Um, The line open five and a half five. Love to catch any more fives that I can because I ran out of uh, outs to play them. But you're talking about the transfer portal era. You're talking about the coaches and all and the coach leaves for Colorado State. He takes 11 of his players. Nine other players transfer. Carson Strong is in the NFL or on an NFL roster right now. It's a mess with nevada and i just don't see a pathway for them to get to six and six that would probably be my favorite
0: one of our big themes sort of going through college football this offseason has been how bad the bottom of the mountain west is going to be so you are uh, you're fading nevada what about the nfl what's your favorite season long
4: oh i think i have a few that are kind of tied in there and again, most of them are going to be fading because I'm that contrarian guy who, while everybody else is excited about this player or that player, I'm going to find value in the unders. Um, most of my portfolio, I'd say 70 to 80% of my portfolio is unders. As not kosher as it is, uh, Cincinnati, I'm fading the Bengals because mm. of the uh, schedule bump. You're going from one primetime game to five, creatures of habit. NFL coaches and everybody, creatures of habit, Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. Well, Cincinnati's not going to have that. They've upgraded the offensive line, but we saw this with Kansas City last year. It takes time for that to mesh. So Kansas City was 4-4 four and four last year, and then it was a buy-on situation because you knew their turnover ratio was going to change. I think Cincinnati might be a fade early and maybe a buy-on later. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. The I, Jets have a brutal schedule to start. Yeah,
0: they, the Jet. You're you're making a play on the Jets as well. Yes, under under season wins.
4: Season wins.
0: By the way, back to Cincinnati for a second. Do do you agree with the statement that they're as magical as their playoff run was last year? That we don't make enough of how ridiculously magical it was. Like, they, it was a complete overperform. Right, yeah. Like, the very first game against Tennessee, he gets, Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times. The fact that they were able to overcome that yeah. is just, I think, something that most people didn't make enough of. I, I didn't think anyway. Maybe that's my Tennessee bet, talking through my Tennessee <laughs> bet at the time. Um, okay, but under on, on the Bengals, under on the Jets. Sorry about that, Jeff. Under on the Jets. Jeff Parlay, noted Jets fan.
3: I'm going to uh, remind you, I told you, Tennessee never made my top ten list the entire oh, year. Oh, I know. Not once. I know. I still think I was right about that, though, in the end. Oh.
0: But they didn't have their too. players. <laughs> they <laughs> didn't have their players, and they were a number one seed.
3: They, they had a perfect trip, just like the Bengals you they spoke of. There's a lot of people that are higher in the Bengals than I think they should be. I think that they actually, as, as, as uh, Ron mentioned, I think that they're not one of these one and done teams like Atlanta after they uh, hit the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think the Bengals have uh, a fair amount oh, in their no, arsenal. There's no doubt. But they're, they're just as Ron referenced, they're the, just all the dynamics of the unusual flow of their schedule. I think is going to work against them a little bit this year.
0: Super Bowl losers, the team that loses Super Bowls, do not yeah. do well historically. The final, the, the next year, for whatever. You know, confluence of events that occur—that just seems to be a historical uh, truism. Let's do another. Uh, can we do another? A, a tweet here from Las Vegas, Chris. Again, always interesting to uh, to get your daily thoughts on all things betting, usually macro stuff, which I uh, which I appreciate. But here's here's the second one from Las Vegas, Chris, and it goes a little something like this. There you go. Uh anyone thinking of betting for a living. Oh, this is you that's right, I remember this. Anyone, by the way, nice uh, pictures always with your <laughs> tweets. I don't know where you get these. Anyone thinking of betting for a living, I worked 645 AM to twelve forty-five AM Friday with one hour off in total for two rushed meals. Oh, I paid to do that because I lost money as well. That's the other thing about betting, right? Yeah. Like doesn't mean you're gonna win that day. Uh yeah, you say sarcastically, hop on into this field and leave your troubles behind. LOL. Now there's a lot of people who are going to listen. We always say this when you, when you have tweets like this. There's a lot of people who listening and be like, "Okay, Chris, you're not in coal. You're not in a coal mine. Let's not complain. You're betting sports for a living. Let's." But I get that. Right on the one hand. On the other hand, to do it as successfully as you have done, this is what it requires.
3: It, it is astounding the amount of stuff that just pops up every day. You can't schedule easily if you're active i mean if you know i know people you know ron has no problem with this he takes his vacations and uh you know i'm like screw you okay but can i ask you can i interject a
0: point like you're married are you married yes okay so you have to have we don't talk about this enough by the way you have to have a supportive significant other because
3: otherwise it do, it doesn't fly at all, or one that ignores you anyway. Or one that what? That ignores you anyway. Is <laughs> happy or busy? <laughs> oh, thank God, Chris is on the other side of the house. So there's that as well, right? It it it's everything. It's it's the nuisance issues that come up with your technology, website access, uh, you know, uh, information that surprises you. Uh, it, it it just. I, I don't know how to explain it. If, if you're if you're really involved in this and you've got your hands on all these little pots, um, there's just always something unexpected popping up that prevents you from, you know, making progress sometimes. And a lot of that can be, I, I need to get back into a... I cannot recommend this enough to, to betters that are going to take this seriously, is get yourself into a routine. Get your... take habits seriously. Um, I I think one of the biggest mistakes people make if they're serious is they'll take a vacation in the middle of their season. And I can't tell you, (laughs) I don't understand that. Vacations are so disruptive. If you're taking this seriously and you you're facing technology connection issues, you're facing using different equipment, possibly, um, it just ruins your brain patterns and your thought process because y- if you're on vacation, you're thinking about all these vacation stuff, the things that you have to do. But then, well, uh, I got to worry about sports. I got to get my contest picks in or I got to get my bets in. And I can't tell you how many people are the exact same way I am. Whereas you go on vacation and that whole disruption. Football, football isn't, I mean, I'm amazed.
0: we're very specific people, all of us who do this, let's face it, we're very specific people. But for me, like once football season starts, through the Super Bowl, it's kind of understood to everybody in my life, like I am, this is my life now. You, I'm not going on, I mean, a vacation. Are you kidding me? No, there's no way. What are you talking about? Let, let me go back to the summer series here that you guys did for a second. Again, you can follow all the, or you can find it all at Las Vegas Chris on the YouTube channel or get the links through his Twitter uh, that Ron and, and Chris have done. And you did uh, divisional previews, but I want to get to the summer series. During the pandemic, you alluded to it, and thank you for alluding to it. I did it with Spanky and with Alan Dinkinson, uh, with Rufus, with a whole bunch, Dr. Bob. Great,
3: great lineup.
0: What would you say in your guys in doing this was the, can you, can you find a common thread of success? Like what is the common thread of all these guys?
3: I I'll throw it to Ron after this quick comment. For me, it's the appreciation of the people that have been on the shows for being asked different stuff and being forced to kind of think on the spot because we, we've tried, You know, uh, we've tried as best as possible to just go a different way. When we interviewed Matt Metcalf, his number two had done a very good pod with Circles Off the week before, and it was very good. But we'd spent 90 minutes not repeating a single question from that podcast intentionally, and that's what we're trying as hard as we can with people like Adam, who's on all the time. And and Dr. Bob is, uh, uh, Ron was just commenting, went really detailed with us and spent a long time with us.
4: My takeaways were preparation, how much they prepared in July, August, Brad, you know, uh, know, April, May, and so on and so forth, because you don't want to overreact during the season. And then reinforcement for myself, that the stuff that I do and how I go about looking at box scores and stuff is yeah. so important. And I felt great about what my own feeling after talking to
0: them. That's a, that's a good point, because we're all human in the end, and no matter how much success we have, if we have a bad run, there's a little voice in your head that's like, is this still what I need to be yeah. doing, right? And so it's good to have that sort yes. of reminder, and reinforcement. We'll get to that profit versus ROI thing. Um, Las Vegas, Chris. And Ron Marmalevsky at Ron Ace Sports on Twitter, kind enough to join us in studio. One more segment on the other side, right here on a numbers game at Veasan, the sports betting network.
3: The numbers game with Gil Alexander on v
1: the sports betting network.
0: BetMGM, the Kick of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM. Or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets. We get texts. This is from uh, Michael Monasano, uh, Circa Millions booby Prize winner, year one. He said, I 100% can relate to what Chris just said about vacation during football season. I have a buddy's 50th birthday celebration in Nashville. And I'm leaving for four days. Already has me stressed out. <laughs> Boy, I hope
3: his buddy's not listening. Yeah, it's tough. It really is. It's under it's it's underappreciated. Uh, a disruption in habits, and uh, when I do my best, I am on a rigid, a little strong, but just a comfortable schedule where everything falls in line at the same times every week, and uh, you're able to uh, avoid. Just anything that disrupts your your brain flow and your thinking. I mean, it's, it's When everything goes smoothly, you're going to get better results. Ron, you had one more
0: season win total that you wanted
3: to add in the NFL? Well,
4: I mentioned I would be remiss in not saying that Atlanta was maybe the bigger play of the ones that I gave out because Atlanta's a mess. 18 sacks in 17 games, that's unheard of. There are players that had more sacks than Atlanta. Bad drafting organization. Quarterback play is more important than ever because of the rules favoring offenses. And Atlanta doesn't seem to have one. They didn't have a direction last year. Uh, Caroline, I think, is going to be better. We don't know. Tampa is Tampa. The Saints are sneaky good and they want to win now. I can't find a reason to like Atlanta. And we went, uh, we talked about this and. I went after them pretty heavy early because I didn't think they'd be a very public team. Mm -hmm. So you have to know when to play them.
0: Have to know when to play them. One more tweet here from Chris at Las Vegas. Chris, uh, this comes up a lot. Um, Why, why we're uh, charging up a Tesla here? I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) Uh, But uh, win loss records in money line sports are nearly worthless. Chris says. Win. I love this. Win loss records in money line sports are nearly worthless. ROI is not profit. Claiming 70 to 100% ROI, return on investment, as profit is not accurate. It's deceptive. Profit is profit. ROI is how much was risked and returned. A good ROI is 5 to 15%. Win-loss records usually hide the minus 250 faves that lost. Oh, dude, I have so much to say about this. First of all, before we even get into the ROI versus profit, your first and your last thing there, it is amazing how many people throw up a win-loss record if they hate you, they fail to mention that you're winning plus money and you're not and, and you're losing dogs also, right? If they are trying to stack their record, they casually are not mentioning that when they're whatever the record is that the some of their losses are minus two fifty, as you just said, mm-hmm. and they keep these records up for years, and you're like it's all nonsense because you're actually losing because you've been losing. I mean these these are basic things that people still don't. Still don't adhere to.
3: I am absolutely flabbergasted that customers or people on Twitter have not banded together and say, get your act together. You don't even know what you're doing. I mean, I see so many people advertising that they have a, you know, 70 to 100% ROI, and that's BS. It's BS. There are what you want to know about a money line sport is how much are you investing yes. and how much is being returned to you the win loss is absolutely useless in mma i hit 39% recently and i'm still profitable yeah so when these people are sitting there chirping about their 80 to 100% mm. well that might be that might be some profit that they're referring to, but how did they get there? Did they have to risk, you know, 150000 to win that? or Yeah. you could. I mean, the other
0: way to say it is you could have a losing and win-loss, you could have a losing baseball season or a losing tennis year, whatever, pick your money line sport, and still be profitable.
3: Yeah. And, and five, 15% anybody would be happy to get. That means for every $100 you invest, you're getting $15 back. Mm. And when these people misrepresent 70% uh, to 100%, they're, 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 you know, they're trying, it's basically, they're claiming they invest for every $100 you invest with them, you're getting $70 back, This, this you gets know, in, in addition. and
0: This gets into a more, a betting sort of philosophical thing. Do you, do you make a, you have to make a risk reward, not a risk reward, assessment, you have to make a time management assessment. Do you care to bring this up and point this out? Or do you just say to yourself, i got too much other stuff to do. I'm just going to go about my business. Because I, 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 in my life now, I just, I just go about my business.
3: I do. I, but, you know, in, in occasional tweets that I put out, uh, I'll, I'll mention it because – it needs to change. It's just – it's not fair to the consumer because they're they are mixing – you know, the, the the ones that are not uh, as knowledgeable are going to mix these numbers up. They don't realize and, – and the other issues they want to avoid it is because a 5% ROI isn't bad either. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not flashy enough, you know? <laughs> well,
0: we always say that. We're And in a, in a spread sport like football – if you put up that you're hitting 53.5%, people, you know, people are like, that's ah, nothing. Yeah, you're a loser. That's ah, yeah. nothing. I could do that, you know. So, I mean, that's that's as old as, as you know, tout services are, right? But yet it's not people who are even those old school sort of stereotypes. No, it's, it's just, the, the, it's just new, the new breed.
3: The new guys know better, and they yeah. do it anyway. And they do it anyway. And they pretend that they don't know what they're doing. Right. And, so, and so, and most of the time they know,
0: yeah, sometimes they don't, but most of the time they, they think people know.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: so this is a bit, that, that was a big bugaboo with you that you, uh, always wanted to talk about. And I, I think that comes up from time to time. The other thing, uh, one more thing that you were bringing up mentality going into the, into the season, did preseason matter? Does preseason matter to you? Uh, when do you pivot away from your predispositions once the season starts what other factors are, are valued? So let's just start with the preseason thing. Do you pay attention at all, somewhat,
3: very much? I'll let Ron go first on, <laughs> on this topic because I think we, we think pretty much the same.
4: When it used to be four games, you could really pay attention to weeks two and three, how much the starters were in. I also pay attention to the waiver wire. If a team is picking up two or three cornerbacks, it tells me they don't like their cornerbacks. I better look at that. Look at what their pass defense is like. And I'll pick up nuggets from straight shooters like Mike Tomlin. He says he wants to increase the pressure rate. I look, they have 17 sacks in preseason. Look at that. But now with three games... I can pick up nuggets for about six out of 32 teams. The Rams won't even dress their starters. Their starters won't even be within five miles of the stadium when it it starts.
0: That's such a great point. Just the change from four to three, which you would be like, oh, well, that's not, I mean, that's, you know, it's a, it's a, Significant percentage, but it's not that big of a percentage. It is the net effect. It's also like adding a 17th game skewed things much grander than it would seem like adding one game would. But the preseason thing I think is a great point. Uh, Dr. Bob had this, we don't usually do trends on this show, but he had this preseason trend that was tried and true through the years. Oh, week two, when a team loses week right. one, right? And they're, and they're playing a team that won week one. It's this amazingly simple. And then he had some subcategory that which he would never share with us, which was just off the charts, great. But now it's worthless, right? Because coaches handle personnel differently. So even that, even something mechanical like that goes out the window.
4: You know, there was a way back when Marcus Colston was a rookie. He was drafted 253rd out of 256, and he started showing up on the box scores in the preseason. I'm saying, wait a second. What did I write about him when I did my draft report? And then I said, oh, I said everything good about him. I better follow this guy. The Saints are going to be better at wide receiver than I thought. Those things are going by the wayside. I try to pick up stuff on fifth, sixth, seventh round draft choices, but
0: last, it's tough. Last thing because we only have a minute. The, the, I, I'm curious about this. I always am fascinated by this with, with handicappers. The predispositions, or as we like to call them, priors. So you have a whole offseason. You're fully immersed. Like, I have these assumptions about this team and that team and the other team. And then the season starts. You have a great answer for this. How quickly do those slough off for you? And it's not a static answer for you.
3: No, you, because you have to evaluate each team differently and the, the specifics that you know, kind of stand out. So, uh, you don't know enough about teams. You know, we, we know week two is overreaction week. Uh, so I completely ignore that and try to avoid that, but I'm, you know, week three, my after week three has been played, my ears are peaking up and I'm starting to take things a lot more seriously. Um, even after the week two, my ears peak up, but by week four, I'm going to start to trust my metrics a little bit. I'm going to look at some scheduling issues, some injury issues, some situational issues and evaluate at that point. And then by week four, you know, I'm trusting my metrics pretty solidly. They are what they are generally by that point? For the vast majority, uh, by week five, I'm following metrics and with no preseason priors. I don't know. I don't know how preseason priors help anybody going into week one. Even
0: Las Vegas, Chris, Ron Marmolewski at Ron A
3: Sports. Thank you both. Great
0: having you. you both in. Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.